everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Hey, y'all. Hey, it is I, Sheree. Trent is running a smidge late because that's just 2023. Y'all already knew what it was. Anywho, <laughs> today we are covering The Innocence, which you can find on Shudder. That's where I was introduced to her. Um, she's, she's a moment. If you, like me, don't do children, you, you really don't want to fuss with demonic children, which... They don't say they're demonic, but they got powers. And so, like, I mean, are they not a little bit evil? We don't know. Um, this is for those of you who have not listened to us this summer. This is a live Patreon recording. We do not edit things. So we're going to say what we say. The pauses and breaths are going to be up in there. And that's just what it is. Trent just appeared. Never fear. Never fear. I am here. <laughs> I just introduced the movie. And what's talking about 2023 is... An evil moment. Um, <laughs> I was, Truly. I was going to tell the people I found this on Shutter last year in like December when I was like cleaning out my, I got to watch all the movies that came out this year that I can so I get my list together. Mm-hmm. She ended up being on my top 10 list because like I got a couple thoughts and notes, but like evil children, what's scarier? Truly, 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 truly. I, I have thoughts on this movie. So, Let's get into it, Sheree. Let's let's just talk about this because number one, I'm sending you my therapy bills because you're the reason I watched this movie. You know, um, I these kids, these are sociopaths. These children, I just don't. What what the fuck? Why why? <laughs> what, what latchkey parenting does not work? Let's be real. There in that country because like these are some Stephen King level <laughs> sociopaths out here torturing cats, pinching um kids who can't speak. Like what the why? Putting glass in their shoe. I just uh, yeah yeah. Me and Ida were gonna fight. We were gonna fight. Um, because she was like, I'm a little sociopath and I hate my sister, so let me like sign up for Ben's bullshit. I I wanted to give her some grace, but she was just so evil. Um, because it's hard taking care of your siblings. I I didn't have any siblings that have anything that they're diagnosed with, but having to be the oldest of the second group, I definitely raised a bunch of fools, and mm. it, it ain't fun. <laughs> well, and like I think they were trying to make her into a a, a character that I could feel for, but in like bit make Ben the ultimate big bad. Which I mean, Ben has his problems. Don't Listen, get me wrong. He went but, rogue. But I never felt bad for her. Anna, Aisha, I was I was with them from the go, from from the get go, and they're the heroes of this movie. Those are the girls. Those are my fucking girls, and I'm just like I didn't. Ben could have both caught it because Ida was all like, "Oh, now that we're no longer killing just pets, we should baby stop." Um, and I'm like, "Girl, girl." Yeah, I think I that... know you six, but come on. <laughs> I think that maybe one of the re- one of the things that kind of turns me off on this film, honestly, is just the cruelty. And I get it. I get it. That's the point. It's called the innocence. Like they're playing with that, like our kill, our you know, this idea of the innocence of children and 
really they do the most heinous things in the world, but we we blame it on them being children. Oh, blah blah blah. But like the stuff with the sister, the putting the glass in the shoe, the pinching her, the 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 thorn that she just let her stay in there for some reason, the cat scene. That cat scene was a lot. Listen, these little fuckers was doing the most, and I'm just like, this why you can't have kids. That's why you can't have kids. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my litter box review says this is what this is reason number some random number reason I don't have children. <laughs> Listen, listen, and then he turned on the, his parents. Look, and I just, I, I was gagged. I was gooped. I. <laughs> he, they was not okay. I, yeah. Um, my, my, my biggest flaw with the movie overall, though, um, is that runtime. Mm-hmm. She could have been agree. trimmed. Yeah, for me, this movie, if it had been a quick ninety. It might have been a three, three and a half star movie. Instead, it's a two star movie because this pacing is so slow. And I will say the last like 45, 50 minutes ish were pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Up until then, other than the cat scene, I was like, Yeah. No, like the first time through, I was like, We could cut so much, we could trim so much because this director likes to let things breathe too long. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I know it's a skill. You have to like find that, you have to find that very, very small line where it's like, is this too long or is it too short? And like, they always went too long, which is not what I want. <laughs> well, and I don't think he, I'm assuming it's a he, I shouldn't do that. Uh, Odds are in your favor. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, I'm assuming, I don't feel like he had enough story for this, for the runtime of this film, there's just not enough things going happening for me to stay engaged. The the first, I didn't even know what the story was for the first forty five minutes. I was like, these long runtimes end up diluting the story, like yes. because like if you if you tighten it, then people can be like, okay, I got what you go, and we're we're doing this. But if you're out here giving me vibes for forty five minutes, I'm just like, where are we going? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so happy I stuck it through because the first time I went to watch, I'm like, people were wrong. I don't think this is gonna be good. And then it started to get that creepy build, and you're like, oh, these little sociopaths are evil, but like evil kids doing what for why? And it's like, oh, yeah. Up until they started turning on each other, that's when it got interesting. I, I saw who was gonna be the biggest problem earlier because oh, like, it, it's basically the craft. It's like we're doing things we shouldn't be doing, but we're doing them anyways. But uh-oh, one of us is a Nancy. Are you a Nancy? It's to the me. audience, not to you personally. <laughs> if, right, ask look, yourself. Ask yourself. Look to your left, look to your right. If you're not the Nancy, one of your friends is. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> I, I will say a positive that I have for this movie, I love the depiction of a child on the spectrum mm-hmm. we need more of that in the world i love that she's played by an actor on the spectrum i think that's super important i didn't know that that's awesome i'm assuming it it just looked to and like I, I couldn't find on imdb anything about her because she's a child uh, <laughs> i didn't think she was on the spectrum because like we just happen to live in the world where people I, don't think to do that. i absolutely could be wrong but Besides that, I, that, that that's just a, a cherry on the top. I love the I, I love the depiction of her being on the spectrum, being pretty much nonverbal. Um, you know, there's the you could argue that she becomes verbal through 
the plot mm-hmm. of the film. But at the beginning, she is nonverbal. I like the depiction of the parents having to deal with it while I am completely on the on board with like people with disabilities. Their whole character shouldn't always just be about their disability. But there's not enough conversations in the world about raising a child that's severely on that's on the spectrum and especially on the spectrum to that degree. Um, and we just need more to, more representation in that because as we are finding, it is more, it's not that it's more common now, it's just more uh, diagnosed now. Um, and there's just not that conversations around those people. That's why you have fucking people who think that vaccines will cause your kid to be autistic. And it's like, you know. People, I don't know how some people breathe on their own. Like, literally, if somebody got a paper cut in Hollywood, it's because he got that vaccine. Like, they're trying to pretend that, like, Jamie Foxx had his um, emergency this summer because of the vaccine. And I was like, why are all of y'all this way? Like, who hurt me? Why can't you read? What did Nicki Minaj say her cousin? Oh, my God. Her hairdresser's (laughs) brother's cousin's balls swole up because he got the vaccine. And I'm just like, he sounded like he had an STD and he was told his business. Look. (laughs) Yeah, so I just think there needs to be more conversations about that, uh, or not conversations necessarily, but characters that um, are written well and written with um, intentionality. Because I think that's why it doesn't bother me that a good chunk of the time we spend with Anna is discussing and diagnosing and figuring, like talking to the nurse and the mother trying to navigate this stuff. I, it doesn't mind. I don't mind it because it's done with with such intentionality that it's yeah feels right. Like it, again, um, I don't know anybody who is on the spectrum at this stage or this part of the spectrum. But like as just like a regular Midwestern who drinks too much, I was like, this feels accurate and authentic ish. Yeah, um, I, I gotta add that ish because I really don't know. Well, that's that. Well, that, and I, and even if you did know someone, that's only one per like every because yeah. I, having worked with people on the spectrum for almost 10 years now, it is so varied. Like, I, I do have some clients that are on her level ish that they're nonverbal, they just kind of make sounds. Um, and I have some on the spectrum that if you didn't know, you would never know. Yeah, no, and I think that. I think that I, I, again, I love this actor in this role. I don't know her. Um, and I love the way this character is written, again, as an outsider. So, like, if you know people, don't come at me because I'm not saying it's the definite Bible of it. But I do hope that we get to a place where we actually cast people on the spectrum, even if it's not in that particular area of the spectrum because there's so many actors out there who could do these roles. Like, when Sia imploded on Twitter... Um, well, then was finally asked the community because she was like, we tried one actor and then I had to get Maddie Ziegler. And it's like, whoa, whoa, you tried one actor. So who are you doing it for? If you're like, once is enough. Right. And, 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 and this is not just to, let's, let's not um, hold the conversation just at folks with autism. Let's get people with disabilities in these films of all varieties, you know? Mm-hmm. Listen, we keep writing movies about people and not casting those people, Hush. Um, the, Hush would have been such a rare movie had that actor been deaf and had there been a bitter conversation about 
we could see out of our peripherals. We can feel vibrations. Because sitting there as a hearing person, I was like, this is bullshit. And then I had to get on to the Google and found a person who was like, I'm deaf and this is bullshit. And I was like, thank <laughs> you. Because I was like, is it me? Am I the problem? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and so I, I love that it's there. I love, even though I don't love this movie, I still love that she is there and she's kind of a badass. Right, right. Um, I also just have to go ahead and do this because like every time we leave the country, the children actors deliver. Like in America, in our movies, normally we get like one or two. If we get really lucky, like Vampires vs. the Bronx, we get a whole cast that can do it, but that's such a blue moon moment. You're like, yeah. Um, and so I love that we have actual children who actually understand the assignment. And again, that's something we get every time we leave America. Um, every movie we've ever covered, I've yet to be like, these kids aren't doing it. What happened? Right. No, absolutely. All the, yeah. My issue with this movie, I think it's just, it's not for me, but yeah. Um, and that's fine. While I'm in the children cast though, I will say again, they all did phenomenal. But I am tired of us just going to the default setting of white for our leads because Ida and Anna could have easily been not white. Um, we could have moved some people around and we could have had a brown lead. We, like we could have done things because like at the end of the movie, both of our brown kids are dead. Granted, Ben was a problem and needed to die. <laughs> uh, but like at the end, it's just like, oh, at least, at least we have that because that's what we do. Um, I think Aisha... She was my heart. And so it hurt me that she died. Um, but again, yeah. what she did was like, well, we're going to end up with like no brown people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I mean, I do think while that, while the character of Aisha with a different name didn't have to be a brown, like you could have switched those actresses, you know? Yeah. Um, and Aisha is a name anybody could have. That's true. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. I, um, yeah, this is the yeah, uh, and, and there's nothing to say that this family couldn't have had a white child and a brown child. Like that we, happens in the world too. Like we see blended families all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. And like even if the family isn't blended, like that little I forget I failed biology, but there's that little square. So like some of you aren't gonna look alike. Like I'm the lightest person in my siblings. Right. I'm literally, I thought I was adopted until I was too old to keep that dream alive. Right. Um, because I looked like nobody. They were all like mini shades darker than me. Blended families is right now, it is the future. It is ever, you know, like, and, it, and it, I think people get so stuck in, well, you know, they have to be a family unit. So they have to be the same race or whatever. And that's, again, as since we've been having mixed marriages for however many years now, there's a lot of instances of mixed families. And even before we could get the marriages, um, well, people true. was fucking around um, disrespectfully in the quarters. And so there's a yeah. lot of, that's part of the reason why there's so many people who are so fucking light like me. And that's why when people were like, I don't see myself in Wakanda, I'm like, listen, Butterscotch gang, we wouldn't be there. It's not colonized. Shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> butterscotch gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired of all of you. All of you, shut the fuck up. We'll go back to Wakanda. Come on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, that could have absolutely... The, the actress that played Aisha could have been Ida. Could have been... Well, no, not probably not. Probably couldn't have been Anna just because neurotypical that I know of. Maybe um, older. Because again, yeah. I... That's I, true. I'm just not on the spectrum just because that's unfortunately the world we live in. 
Right. How often do we see an actor in the spectrum play somebody on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I was just hopeful. Maybe I was just hoping. And she could be. I don't, again, I don't know. There's not any information on her on the IMDb website. So. Yeah. So we... uh, but yeah, um, outside of the cast and the runtime, I. <laughs> I just have to like give it up. Like, this is peak fuck those kids cinema because when we normally see a group of kids in a movie, we're like, oh, they're gonna band together and fight evil. But they were like, no, we are the evil, Mister. And I was like, oh shit. Right. And and like, uh, I just that cat scene. I thought it was the one. Like, if the, if it had just been they dropped the cat and it, I was like, okay. Because I, I, before I hit play, I saw a review that was like, I stopped after the cat scene. And I was like, that's fair. After I watched this, that's absolutely fair. But, uh, I, you know, they dropped the cat and I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to see the whatever. That's good. No. No, then they chased that damn cat into like the locker rooms or wherever the hell they're at. And he stomps on its head. And then we go back to the cat a third time. And they're like performing autopsies and shit on this damn cat. Listen, um, Ben was gonna be a fine young incel, so I'm happy they had to end him because <laughs> we don't need more incels in the world. We have too many. We are our cup is running over. Truly, truly, I yeah. I and I will say because you know earlier I said that the last forty five to fifty minutes is the watchable part for me because uh, <laughs> that's when stuff's happening in this movie. Listen, it gets so good. <laughs> I I didn't love the end though. I didn't love that like abrupt. And I don't know what I would have wanted. So maybe I'm just being bitter, Betty, because I didn't like the first half of the film. Yeah. Um, it just it, I was like, oh, it's it's over. That's okay. What? <laughs> We'll say once they kill him and walk off, that was our ending. Right. Um, but like we go back upstairs and we like do the hi, welcome back, mom, and we see Anna doing her drawing. And I'm assuming because again, like it doesn't, it's not clear, and it feels like just more being tacked on this movie. But I'm assuming that like what she's drawing, that chaos, is the things that are inside of her. She can't communicate because the friend who was doing the communicating is dead. And so she's going back to being closed up in her world where people are underestimating what all she knows and can do and is aware of. Mm -hmm. And that is, just speaking from my own lived experience with the people I work with, that is absolutely huge. And that's another reason why these conversations are so important. I work with adults with with intellectual disabilities. So a lot of them do have autism. And you would you wouldn't be i say this uh some people <laughs> would be shocked to know of their own parents that baby them that say oh they don't know what they're doing they oh know. they don't that you are giving you're doing a disservice to your own child i had a parent i i've been doing um movie nights and stuff at work um, as part of my position and I started that around at the end of November of last year. And um, so when December was here, I was going to do some holiday movies because that's the time of year you do that shit, right? The first one I did was The Family Stone. If you don't know The Family Stone, it's a family drama set around Christmas, Diane Keaton and a whole bunch of other white folks. And uh, there's one black guy in it. But anyway, um, I digress. I got an email from a mom that was like, oh, this 
person won't like that because they don't like dramatic storylines. Why don't you do something like Elf instead? And I said, bitch, I have a degree in theater. You don't think I know what dramatic fucking storylines are? And it's in every piece of the any piece of film you've ever watched. So you telling me that he should watch, he would like, or they would like Elf and not the Family Stone tells me that you're completely just fucking babying him and treating him like a child. Also, so the audacity to be like, well, my kid won't like the movie, so therefore you should change the movie. That too. Would you you want to guess yeah. what race she is? Um, uh, I bet she white. <laughs> oh, whiter than hell. And then, but then the first day I have him in class, he's literally asking me if we could watch the movie It. So you know your son real well. I think people like to know the version of their kids that they would like, and that's mm-hmm. why so many of us have issues with our parents. Boom. And the sad thing is, it's just he he is further on the spectrum. So he's he's verbal, but not like super verbal. And so he doesn't have the skills to tell her that. And she won't listen to any other anything. Because she knows best. Little Miss Betty Sue. Um <laughs> I, I while we're while we're sure talking about the ending, I do like all the kids ganged up on him at the end, not just our two leads. Mm-hmm. But like all of them came up to the balcony to do the staring. And I was like, what in the village of the damned? Are we, what, what? <laughs> yes, yes, that was good. I was, he, Ben needed that. I mean, I feel, I feel like Ida should have got some comeuppance. But, you know, I mean, they were trying, I guess. I, I, again, and that's part of the reason why when we default to whiteness for our leads, mm. we always assume that people are going to be like, well, they deserve another chance. They don't need to be held accountable for the cats they killed or the things they did to their sister because her sister can speak. And so now she's a person to her. So she won't put glass in her shoe anymore. I'm like, no, no, right. that's no. Yeah. It's, it's the beginning of infanti- infantilizing white women um, and ignoring the complicity as part of the problem. Because, like, when she wasn't doing the things, she wasn't been doing the things. And so, therefore, she's still present. She's still accounted. Um, and she's going to grow up and keep doing the same shit and being like, oh, no, let me stay silent. I'm not doing anything, so I'm fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the one other complaint I will make about this movie is that Ida should have received something. Something. Yeah. Yeah, especially because we spent so much time just being very languid in these scenes. And so, like, if you're going to, like, drag this out to almost two hours, you need to, like, make sure everybody gets checked. Everybody gets cleared. Like, right? yeah, it, she got broke her leg or whatever, but, like, she's fine. Well, and, like, maybe she sat, like, even if you wanted to give, give her a redemption arc, sure, I guess, whatever. I don't think it's needed, but if that's your intention as a creator, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your own arc. But, Maybe she sacrifices herself. There needs to be something that is, I realize what I did was not okay and now I have to rectify that. And there just is none of that. At least an apology. Because like, again, she knows her sister is listening now and she's an actual person. And she's never like, I'm sorry, I was a little bitch to you. I hate having to take care of you and I took it out on you. Um, Instead, we're just like, "Mm, la-di-da, these sisters are going to go back to the house now. And I'm like, "Mm, no, no, I want vengeance. (laughs) <laughs> right, right but you know and i again respect because it's not my film i didn't make it it's just my thoughts and you're all on fear street so you want to hear them i guess <laughs> <laughs> i 
it's just it's it's a lot of movie and it's a lot of mood but again like I, she's probably still in my top 10 of last year because unlike a lot of people, I didn't feel like last year had that many great movies. I think we had a lot of movies, but it doesn't necessarily mean the quality and the quantity are going to line up. That's fair. And it definitely wouldn't be in my top 10, but um, yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but from Jump, I was like, something ain't right with Ben. I don't know what it is, but something ain't right. He came in wrong. He came in wrong as hell. And I was like, no, 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 no. And something went right with Ida when she literally, the first scene, she walks down to the lake or river or whatever that body of water was and sees that earthworm just like squiggling its own, living its life. And st- she steps on it. It's still not dead. So she steps on it a second time just to make sure that she killed it. I think it's, I think it's really something disturbing about how two of these four characters or who are like akin, kids are at the beginning of their lives. Um, so the fact that two of them are just like, we must kill and destroy and maim and everything. I'm just like, you literally just walk out the womb. You you can like give it a breath before you're just like to war. Right. Um, literally, <laughs> like, literally just walked out the womb. <laughs> literally. Like you still like right out the oven and you're just out here doing the most. And I'm just like, set your ass down. And also these parents who raise the sociopaths. You know, and with, I will say, you know, with Anna and Ida's parent, I I get it. I do like that they included that with the parent. Like, Anna's diagnosis is super fresh, like so they're still trying to wrap their head around it. It doesn't seem like she was always nonverbal, because they have that dialogue with the nurse when they're like, you know, she was speaking at like three or four and then lost that. So... I get that, and that would that might pull some attention away from the other child, which would make the other child resentful and act out. I totally understand all of that. But the other parents, well, and Aisha's parent is a single mother, I assume. Who we was raising her child right, so her child has empathy and is not a monster. True. Um- <laughs> But single mother, so that's got some... And so was Ben's mom, I believe. We never see a father anyway. She was raising an incel, though, so that she got what she deserved. Well, and she was, like, abusive to him, too, in that one scene, like, verbally. But, like, back to Aisha's mom, one of the other things that sends me about this movie is that poor woman, who's one of the few brown people with lines in this movie, um, she stabbed her daughter, and people don't know that she was taken over by an evil kid down the street. So she's going to jail forever. I didn't love that look. No, again, and it's because we have, we've made sure that our safest characters are going to be the white girls, which again, that's yeah. not their fault for being white. It's casting and directing for not being like, how can we not do what's been done since the film started? Well, and it, it, yeah, because that whole, as soon as that scene happened, I was like, oh, so you're, this is the storyline you're giving your brown people. Like, yeah, we your have... brown people is the abusive mom who abused Ben and died and, and died because he killed her. Cooking them hot dogs. There was some big old hot dogs. I was like, what are hot dogs doing over there? Because over here in America, they tiny. They ain't that big. Listen, I want to hot dog. That's my kind of hot dog right Listen, there. Uh, <laughs> I'll put some chili and some cheese on that and call me. Like. <laughs> but yeah, like, so you have the abusive mom and you have the single mother who ends up ha- accidentally killing her daughter. That's your brown representation of this movie. Like, if you look at all of the numbers, though, Aisha did. 
Ben, evil and dead. Ben's mom, verbally abusive and dead. Um, Aisha's mom, in prison. And so, again, I think that had we inversed it or had we just gone ahead and like been like, let's let everybody be brown. I think people can take it. Um, we wouldn't have gotten away with that because it sticks out. It sticks out for that reason as opposed to just being like, oh, I can let that go. It's like, no, you really fucked over all your brown people that had lines. And it was like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> domino effect. Uh, domino effect. And it yeah. happens every fucking time. And again, people were just like, well, we weren't thinking about that. And it's like, then you should hire people who think about that for you. So you stop doing the same thing. Intentionality is important when you're making art. Like, I'm not going to tell an artist how to make their art or what to do with their art. I'm going to give you feedback, but I'm not going to tell you how to make it. But you sh- every choice you make should be intentional for something. Mm-hmm. For some reason. it should. There should be a reason why you chose that. My my other question is because both of the brown kids had single moms. And so I assume that means they have less money. And we hear that Ida and Anna's dad has got a new job. I'm wondering if that's a lie. I wonder if he got fired or if he had to take a smaller job or something. And they've moved here to this place that seems to be... It, it, it's nicer than some of the places I've lived in, but I don't think it's as nice as what is happening over there. And it yeah. might also be why the kids left to their own devices. People have to fucking work for money. That's true, but the mom doesn't seem to work. I don't know what she does. She just lets her kids go out all day. Maybe she works from home. I don't know. But like, maybe I feel like because she said the day I got a new job and that's why they can't go on a vacation. I feel like there's money issues. Oh yeah, and well, all these families seemed fairly working class. Maybe different levels of working class, but none of them were like affluent. I would. I mean, they're all living in a similar apartment complex. Yeah, and so like if we if we are saying that um, Ida and Anna are having to move into a new place and a new environment, we're going to be the only white kids because like their family has to downsize. Like that's also a conversation about class and race, which mm-hmm. we just didn't get. And again, because the movie's so long, we could have we could have rearranged and trimmed and cut and had that conversation. And yes. if that's what they wanted to get at then I could, I could make it make it sense in my brain that our two uh, people are going to be alive the inner white. Even though, like, again, not a great look. But, not like, really. if you don't have the conversation... Yeah, but even a lot of, like, the kids around, like, the extra kids were pretty white. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I mean, it felt like a very white place. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but she falls in with the brown kids. I was assuming we were supposed to say we're white back there. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's also interesting too because Ida falls in with Ben and Anna falls in with Aisha. I totally Aisha got listens. that divide too because Aisha and Anna seem to be the more moral characters, whereas Ben and Ida seem to be the most more amoral characters. Yeah, like it. It was definitely the good sister versus the evil sister. And then they found like their supporter or their like right hand person. Um, and unfortunately, Aisha didn't think we should kill him before it was too late. Um, she did try though, because she was trying to tell uh, yeah. Ida and Aunt. It was, yeah, at that point. They should have killed him when they had him earlier that day because Anna came out and she was like, not my friend, bitch. And I was like, end him, end him down. But they had to like go away and have dramatic. 
pauses. And he was like, let's go. Now it's night. I'm ready. And like on the night, his mom was like, I'm going to let your friend die. Do, 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 do. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, I will say too, I thought that the special effects were super cool. Were very effective. I because they were so simple and they were they weren't just like let's have this man flood out of this other man's nose. It was just like here's a tree that's gonna break or here's a snake that just appeared. And so the way they were done and the way they were used made them not obnoxious. Well, but even like the gore too, like the bones sticking out of people's legs. Oh, that cute. Ben was on a, Ben went on a rampage. If I did not watch his movie, Ben went on a rampage. He killed so many people and injured so many people just for shits and giggles. And we're never given, and that's the other thing too. We're never really not that, not that we necessarily have to have it, but we're never given any kind of like motivation for why Ben is having this breakdown and going having like like you were saying uh, on a rampage because. There is that beautiful, it's well performed. I will say that. Like, there's that beautiful moment when he comes home and he was just bullied or whatever with the with the ball, the sports ball thing. Uh, and he's just breaking down, like screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, that was really well performed. I, but there's no dialogue to help that other than that one short scene with the mom and that short scene with the bully. That's all that we're given. I didn't need more for that one just because like he, again, he's a typical incel. So if you say no to him or if you laugh at him, he's going to try and end you, which when the girls are like, no, go away. You're the worst. He's like, I'm going to kill all those bitches. Um, and that's when he becomes the ultimate monster. Like he levels up in his monsterdom. And that's just how incels behave. Like you've been on Twitter when it works. Truly. And it's not that I necessarily needed it. I just didn't get the point. And I think that's, I think that's my whole maybe issue with this is I just didn't, it didn't land for me in the way that I think the filmmakers wanted it to. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely doing the things and the stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a, and I will say there's an attempt there. It was well-made, well-performed at the writing. Uh, also we're getting a translation. So I don't know. You know, like the subtitles are always off because like you have to like squeeze so many characters onto a screen per minute or whatever. And like sometimes there's not words for things or the, the phrases right. are different. And so mm -hmm. it's never 100%, which I think is another issue that a lot of the movies that we love that are international have is because people are like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think other international films we've covered land the plane a little better, oh, a yeah. lot better than this movie did. I'm not saying this is the best one we've ever seen. I'm just saying oh, that right. it's an ongoing problem for all the movies that yeah, are international yeah. because like even the ones we like are probably better than we know. True. 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 That is true. Uh, yeah. Um, This is definitely we've covered a lot of movies from last year now. Do you have a top three from last year? I gotta think about what came out last year. <laughs> you know you get your letterbox list <laughs> uh, uh, yes but it's all 2020 like the decade um 1910 <laughs> i know i've combined them like a dumb dumb um scream seven that was last year right mm, six. not scream six was today i'm not scream six was this year scream five yeah. was last year okay scream five um what's your what's yours tell me what yours are you know i was here for nope 
Um, yes, yes. Novelty for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, okay, that was last year. I'm pulling up my letterbox. Here we go, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also probably do Satan Slaves 2 right now today, because that's, she's a moment. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, Scream 5, Hellraiser, and Sissy. Those are my top three. Yeah, yeah, we keep not doing Sissy. We got to find a way to get her on the list somewhere. For- oh, and Alderaan mentioned the X, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ty West put out two movies last year. Oh, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay, yeah. Bo- bodies, Bodies, Bodies is my top five, for real. It was. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And it, it's still in my top five. I think that if I were to round out the three that I put out today, Bodies, 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 and Scream 5 would be the remainders in that five. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like our fives. We got good fives. We got good <laughs> we five, got five, five. fives. Fives, fives <laughs> across the board. Listen, fives, 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 five, 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 five. <laughs> but yeah, I again, people were like, last year was such a good year for horror. And I think that it was great for independent horror. And I think it was great for original horror. But I just didn't love a lot of it. And it's not, I, I don't think it's me so much as it's the film industry we we've been doing this thing where we don't like to kill people anymore, which sends me. What? I mean, yeah, out of my five, the only big budget horror one is Scream Five. Yeah, and I guess would would you consider Hellraiser as big I, budget? I I didn't actually do the math. I know Jamie um, cost a little bit of money, but I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, it is a franchise, so okay. At worst, two of the five. So two franchises. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. yeah. The rest of them are low budget or, or, you know, indie films. Yeah. Like right now, Scream's the only franchise in my top five. Scream actually was the only franchise in my top 10 all of last year because, like, my top 10, which is on Dresden's website, she was the only franchise because who else? I mean, Scream's still hits, still slaps. Listen, listen, core four, baby. <laughs> right? I saw people trying to make these other franchises happen. I'm just like, Get out of here. <laughs> you can't make Fetch happen. It's just. I mean, I love. I, there's many franchises that I love. Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, one. Because uh, we've been covering that for this podcast. I realized I don't love the franchise so much as I love Freddy and a couple of movies in the franchise. Which, and that's fair. And I get that. I complained it as a child because you're just like, Freddy. But yeah. now I'm at a dumb, like, these movies, yes. These other movies. Think- I think that's why I love the franchises because it's it feels like going home when I watch them. So they're not great movies. I just I'm sentimental for them, so I love them. If that makes yeah. sense. But like, I, Scream is ha- hands down by yeah. far, far done the best horror franchise. Maybe and probably in the top five of franchises. Period. I think it's the best franchise. I do. And don't get me wrong. I love little Charles Lee Ray. He's a little chaotic little bitch. But oh, like, love, yeah, love, yeah, love. no, he's a he's a tight second because like, agreed. If you look at the franchises, he's not let us down the same mm-hmm. way that others have. Michael Myers. Well, I think with Chucky too is Don Mancini. Uh, you, y'all know I love Don Mancini, but I he plays with genre a little bit in the in the franchise, whereas I think Scream stays to what it is the whole time with. Child's Play and the Chucky films, mm-hmm. there's there's like Seed of Chucky, which is like camp, funny, 
horror camp, horror comedy. And then there's uh, the first child's play, which is really trying to be a slasher, horror, scary movie. And so you have all of this varying thing. And so, of course, when you try to do it, when you try to do that, it's not about every movie is going to speak to every person. Yeah. But they're all great. They all are their own thing and they all do what they set out to do. Like I look at Chucky, like I look at Madonna and that is going to reinvent itself every once in a while. Yes. However, Chucky's not reinventing itself to be like trendy. It's reinventing itself to be smarter and better and give people the franchise they deserve because conversations change and so do people. Right. I mean, Child's Play has not given us a Friday the 13th part three. Child's Play has not given us a Halloween six. <laughs> I'm just saying, put it out there. Listen, it's hard out here. Um, I, but those are definitely two my two favorite franchises. Um, because like yes. even Alien, dips. Mm-hmm. And those are the two franchises I will fight for. Like listen. I will go to the bat to the mat for those two. The other ones, even though I love Nightmare, I love Alien, I love I even love Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth for their own reasons. I'm not going to go to the bat the mat no. for you because they're not great movies. I just love them for my own reasons. Right. And I think that that goes back to keeping the creators there because a lot of people are just like, we got your property. We don't need you. And then yes. shit takes a turn for the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, did you see that news about the Friday the 13th game? Ah! Yes. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm like, y'all are really, y'all are really trying to do something here. And it's like, what? Just yes. taking games away from fans that have already bought it? It's <sighs> capitalism is just gonna ruin everything and that's just where we're at because really? if a lot of these movies have ended when the creator was like I don't want to do it no more um, they would have a better legacy because like again Friday 13 1 and 2 after that if we just stopped that'd be yeah. fine oh, yeah. I mean there are some sequels that I still love for my own reasons again they're not great films yeah. like I said but no. nothing will beat the first two I think again, we saw these when we were kids, and so some sequels do feel like a blankie, and so yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But like again, I always, especially Friday Thirteen, I'm just like, some of the kills are funny, but like, do we need a whole movie to get to the sleeping bag being thrown against the tree? Did you not put that kill in an in a original idea? Listen, because the money grab's not cute. Um, but that's it's, unfortunately the world we live in. Truly. All right, Sheree, you ready for hot takes? Um, yeah, let's get her. What is your hot take? My hot take is, I don't think we need to be remaking anything that's less than two years old, because why? 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 But the fact that there's a remake for Speak No Evil, um, when this bitch is sitting right there, because I think that this could be remade and it could be tightened if we have to do Mm. a remake of something that hit Shutter last year. Uh, And we could like do things a little bit differently, because again, it's just so long. And we we fall into the we got to default to whiteness leads but at least there's stuff here where i speak no evil it's just like nobody wants to try to live i'm gonna do nothing and it sent me to the moon (laughs) yeah i i i agree with that i think um yeah if this were a tight even a hundred but even a hundred minutes Sure. Okay. I'll give it to you. But it just, and, and the word you use is perfect. It's so languid. Like, it's just, it's like those art house films that 
no, they're being art house and are trying too hard to be art house. You know what I mean? Yeah. So many of those bitches exist. So many of those bitches exist. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yeah, and I've already said my hot take, but I'll elaborate. This movie ain't for me. It's too long. The plot is thin at best. Like, if I wanted to watch kids play around on a playground, I'd go watch... Uh, gruesome gruesome playground injuries the play like i i don't need this um the it's just i am someone if you're not giving me plot you need to give me characters and the character you wanted me to latch on to was ida and i wasn't having it and so it's just not for me i loved anna i loved aisha um i love those characters i love that representation but other than that what is this movie giving me Unfortunately, I have to agree. I think that Ida was not the call for the character. I need to specify the character was not the call yes. for the person who's going to like lead us in here and lead us out. Because again, she just like complicit for most of it. And then like, yes. even when he's yeah. almost killing Aisha, she waits like the last second to be like, wait, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, bitch. Right. And no shade to the, the actress. I think the actress is fantastic. Or the actor is fantastic. I think she did a great job. I think the writing was kind of at fault and the casting is at fault. Uh, I think that if she had been playing Aisha and Aisha, the actress who played Aisha or the actor trying to, I'm trying to break it straight. The <laughs> actor who played Aisha was playing Ida. It would have switched some stuff around, but uh, yeah. And, and I just don't think the writing was there. I don't think the writing for the plot level of writing is there to give me the motivations for the characters and to give me a story. It just, wasn't strong enough for me. And again, I know I'm talking about a translation, you know. I I would love to see a trimmer version of this movie. Same, same. Like a like an hour mark. Yeah. 90 minutes. We're not just like taking our time. Because like even like the opening scene with her in the car sleeping, we did that forever. We did that it was forever. 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes. I don't think we had our first line of dialogue till like 10 minutes, the 10 minute mark. And it's just, it's, it's not, it's not for me. And I know that that is an American audience thing because we don't have attention spans. But like, I, I like this movie. I'm rooting for this movie, but I wish this movie would just like get to where she's going faster. Well, and I, I will compare that vibe to like a, um, a Bones and All. Where yeah. there, it's still very, it's kind of languid. I'll get, I'll give bones and all that, but there's a plot, and those characters are strong, and that. And so you have, if you're going to give me these beautiful shots, and you know, Timmy Chalamet's hair blowing in the wind, I, I'm definitely okay with that one. But I'm okay with it. You just have to support that with strong storytelling, and the storytelling is just not there. No, far from. Um. I think that we've got something good in here, but I, I definitely think that it, it got yeah. diluted because we had extra stuff for no reason. Right. I love the themes they're playing with, the, the loss of innocence or, or innocence that was perceived and never really there. Like, I love all that. And if that's your theme too, give me dialogue that supports it. If, if that's your theme, that innocence that perceived innocence that is never really there and, that, and that's why your protagonist is a white woman, go there go there make that statement but it doesn't make that statement it doesn't make any statement just kind of it's not to the level of men don't get me wrong but it's dangerously getting there that just made me mad again no, and 
It's also part of this trend where we have filmmakers who are just like, my movie has to be two hours and up. And I'm like, for whom? For why? When I see a runtime that's over two hours, I assume you and your editor were not clicking or I'll, or you did not know how to like edit your own script before you like filmed it. Yeah, no, I get super nervous if it's over at a 90 minute mark because, or I'm either nervous or if I'm not nervous, I trust that filmmaker. I'm like, okay, if you give me this, I trust it. If not, I'm like... Part of the reason I'm not saying Bo is afraid is because it's over two hours. And I'm just like, I really liked Hereditary. I did not like Midsommar. And so I'm not going to go over here for a whole day to be like, I hope I might like it. (laughs) I just just reviewed a movie that was awful last week. Um, God is a bullet. Two hours, 35 minutes. Jesus Christ. And it's just... Is there an intermission? Listen, listen. (laughs) And it's just... It is awful. I love Micah Monroe, as we know. Mm-mm, that was not the movie. If you're going to give me <clears throat> a Sound of Music runtime, you better give me a Sound of Music intermission. Listen, if you're, if two hours, 35 minutes is where you're at, you might need to look at a limited series or a mini series. Some. Some. But in this economy, and again, like I, most of the movies that are doing that don't deserve it, which is why I'm like, no, I'm going to wait and see what my friends say because they're going to be back and they're going to be like, you would hate this or you would dig it. Um, I'm not going to just like run in that. And so like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend $20 to go sit there and have my ass fall asleep. I have to limp out and hope that I understand. And I think part of this, like we need longer movies is because fucking Marvel has been making people sit there for three hours and not everybody wants to do it. And like, no. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think that too. I mean, and I have a coworker. We had this conversation, and he brought up a good point that like even like older films were even longer. But a our attention spans were were longer at that point in time, and they were generally better storytellers. Like there was a story and a plot there. This I just I don't know. Also, back then, moving pictures were exciting and new. Like. <laughs> Proof, proof in the pudding. Guess what the runtime of Skidamarink is? I think that at 25 minutes. I'm not even going to try and guess. I'm not even going to try an and guess. An hour and 40 minutes long. I'm going to just drink my drink. Um, <laughs> An hour and 40 minutes of... Have you tried it yet? <laughs> nope. I refuse. <laughs> I would pay good money to see you watch Skin of a Break because I made it 25 minutes. Can I get real drunk? Oh, wait. Do I have to watch it? I don't have to watch it all? I just want to see how far you make it because, like, again, oh, I made it 25 minutes. minutes. Five I made minutes, it, maybe. I made it 25 minutes. I'm like, I cannot look at the ceiling anymore and I fucking left. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. You and I disagree a lot on here, as we know. But, mm-hmm. like, typically, if Sheree is like, I absolutely hated it, I, too, will absolutely hate it. So that's why I'm like... Do I really want to do that to myself? Listen, I think you should try it. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you're going to be like, that flashlight was saying this and you missed it. <laughs> maybe it's Morris Cole, Trent, and maybe you'll crack the code and tell me what was being said. Maybe it's the the, the gay in me. I'll be like, I got it. <laughs> the lights were pink and blue, so maybe there was a message. Maybe. The- <laughs> And the filmmaker's a gay man, so, like, I'm, you know, anyway, I wish I could go up for it, but I... Oh. I'm ready for everybody queer, but, like, I will not be able to finish that movie. Um, hopefully the next movie will have, like, some characters and some dialogue, and I can get in on that one. Some, some, 
Something. Just a little with something. With the flashlights. Give me the flash. I like the lights. I like the lights. You can do things with flashlights. I used to stage manage. You can twirl them. You can point them. You, did, you can shimmy. You were there for at UCM when I did that show and I didn't have any stage lights on. I just had them use flashlights. You can mm-hmm. do that shit. You can get creative. But you just got to give me a plot. Listen. <laughs> Especially you can't for an hour like and 40 minutes. An hour and there's no way I'd make it at all. No. Trent, those 25 minutes, I saw a ceiling. I saw a corner of a ceiling and I just heard whispers while the lights were changing between <laughs> blue and pink. And it was just like, where do you see my Just <laughs> And people were like, "You don't understand." I'm like, "I don't need to." <laughs> this is not a me thing. So you think? Congratulations! I'm glad <laughs> somebody likes it. I, I hope you get another uh, film uh, greenlit because, as you said, I'm rooting for everybody queer and everybody black and everybody brown. But like, give him a play. Give him a writer. Sheree, you need to go over there and help this man out. <laughs> Listen, and I. Again, I think that people are like lo-fi is the new tree. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It so I see a couple of lo-fi movies now. I'm like, Ugh. lo-fi with no plot is not gonna. It's not the way. It's one thing to be like, we didn't have a budget, so we did some shit, and this is what it was. It's nothing to be like, this is cinema, this right? Is art. And that people out here arguing for it in the streets. I'm like, come on, y'all. Be like, it's a cool experiment. I learned a lot, took some notes. Don't be like, you need to watch it. You need to watch it these circumstances and thinking about this from your childhood. This is not, this is not for me. If you need to write me four pages so I can understand it, I'm not going to get on board. Exactly. 100%. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on lots of things. <laughs> we started on the innocence, though. We did start there and, you know, we're, we're bringing it back a little bit here. But yes, thank, thank you all so much for listening and those of you who watch this on our Patreon, thank you for subscribing. If you're listening to this next week and you want to, and you're like, I need to see these bitches in person and watch them their shenanigans on the on the computer screen, subscribe to our Patreon. It's gonna be exciting next week because I'll be in a new apartment, so y'all will be the Ooh, first ones to see new background. Ooh, a new wall. It's gonna be too. Look, put some blue light back there. Um, <laughs> Yes, and also next, and we got a, we got a, okay, we got a movie coming next week. Next week we're gonna be covering Renfield. I just saw that bitch this weekend because Peacock is gonna put commercials in the bottom tier, and I was like, not in my face, you won't. Oh, um, <laughs> she's she's a fun time. I'm excited to unpack her. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to to, to talk about her as well. But yeah, that's what we're covering next week. Renfield. Nicholas, so get it. Nicholas, say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say it again next week if you don't listen to this episode. <laughs> there you go. All right, y'all. Well, thank you all again for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there.